it's so strange that with this immediacy that we have of being visible in an online sense, as leverageable as that is, we can absolutely sabotage ourselves with feeling that we're not good enough. Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Welcome back, you guys. Hello, hello. Now, I've invited a great guest on to this episode. She is a client of mine and has a really amazing journey to tell you guys in this episode. One thing that I love about her is that she's started and grown a business in front of my eyes. When I met her, she didn't have the business she has now. And now she has videos out there consistently. She's doing Instagram lives. She's putting herself out there. And she actually talks a great deal in this episode about overcoming that fear of getting yourself visible which is really interesting to listen to. But also I invited her on because she's a stylist. Look, I feel like in business, as business owners, our style is really important, especially if you're out there meeting clients, if you're doing speaking, if you're doing podcasts like this, the way you look and feel is important for you as a business owner, not only for first impressions from others, but if you feel good, then you're gonna put that out there to the world and attract hopefully great clients that are aligned with you. So I just want to introduce you to my next guest. So Adele's company is Aesthetica Styling and her background, she's an accredited personal wardrobe stylist, has been training people how to access their best selves for the past two years. She's also an event MC and an interview coach, making her an image development professional, basically, right? So she's all things image and how do you look and feel amazing. She's lived all over the world and is now settled in Perth in Australia. She has background in project management. A couple of fun tips about her. She sings in a choir and is a surf lifesaver and plays the ukulele. (laughs) So there's a little bit about Adele. So let's get stuck into our incredible interview. She has loads of tips for you guys about fashion, but also her own overwhelm and overcoming her fear of getting out there. So here we go. Let's learn more about Adele. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Adele. How are you? I'm terrific today. Thank you so much for having me, Heather, and being flexible. I've been a little unwell. My throat's still a bit croaky, but I'm feeling so grateful that my health is returning. (laughs) Yes, perfect. And you sound great. And thank you for being here as well. So we're going to have a really great chat. We'll get into it, guys, on how I know Adele coming up a little bit later. But before we do that, I would love to start, Adele, with you telling everyone in your own words, what does your business do? Thank you, Heather. So I'm a personal wardrobe stylist, which means lots of things to lots of different people. Often people ask me if I work with celebrities, but I don't. I work in the transformation space with the everyday person because we all wear clothes all of the time, most of the time. And it's a huge opportunity for us to feel better to leverage more opportunities in our life when we're looking how we want to look and representing a more authentic version of ourselves. So I take people on that journey of identifying what it is they would like to change and what they struggle with when it comes to their wardrobe, shopping and clothes in general. And in a really 
short space of time, about 10 to 15 hours is the process. We take quantum leaps. So at the end of it, people go from being skeptical and nervous about shopping to being confident, knowing their own style better, understanding that it's an ever-evolving space and really leveraging the power that clothes can give us to feel good and feel energized and optimized to take on the challenges that we have every day with renewed energy. So that's my core business. And I'm also a event MC and a interview preparation coach. Oh my gosh. So it all sits under the it all sits under the banner of image development. I better ask you good questions. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You're the one that's coaching me at the moment, Heather. <laughs> I love what you're building and I definitely have some specific questions around style coming up, Mm. but I want to know why you started your business. And actually, let's take a step back. What did you do before Mm. you did your business? And then tell me why you started it. Yeah. So most of my life, I've been a project management professional. So that is a really neat way of saying that I've done lots of different things in lots of different contexts under the banner of a project manager. So whether it be community development events or business support systems improvement, or my most recent appointment was I was managing medical research programs for a not-for-profit child health institute. So I've done lots of different things and that has spanned different countries. So I've lived in France, Scotland, and Australia, and throughout the regions in Australia, Albany, and Kalgoorlie, which for those who don't know, that's a remote mining town to a deep agricultural town. So project management really embodies and has embodied variety and upskilling in lots of different spaces, becoming a Jane of all trades. (laughs) And over the years, I've had lots of micro businesses as well, a project management consultancy in amongst that, and lots of creative-based businesses that set me up to really launch Aesthetica with Gusto. Excellent. And so why, why fashion? Why style? Why this line of work? What's drawn you to it? Yeah, lots of people ask me this question. And sometimes I feel that there's an expected answer, you know, like I've always worked in fashion or I've always loved fashion or something like that. And it's not that. I launched Aesthetica with a very strategic view and plan in mind. And that was essentially to add value to the world by enabling myself to be the most fulfilled as possible. And I am most fulfilled when I'm running my own business and I'm living in a high risk space where I yield all the benefits of that. So all of my work in project management has been high risk, high stress. And whilst that's been rewarding, that's always been for organizations or communities or employers. And that means that you only get back some of what you put in. But when you're a business owner, you get back everything or the nothing that you're putting in. And for me, that represents a deep connection to being fully responsible for my life, very autonomous, very creative, and deeply connected to my mission and purpose. So Aesthetica, whilst it is a business and a platform for all of those things, ultimately it was with self-fulfillment in mind and styling is a wonderful vehicle for transformation. And I've always worked in some space of transformation, whether it be coaching teams and individuals to reach their potential, developing talent within my teams, developing talent within myself. So it's funny, 
flows has very little to do with what I actually do. <laughs> Transformation and coming to terms with where you want to be in life yeah. and how you get there. And clothes in my particular instance is how you get there. And it's about 20% of the yield and 80% of it is this transformation and psychology that you go through to give yourself permission to become that better version of yourself. Really well said. So that's a really unexpected answer that I give to people, but that's the truth (laughs) (laughs) for my fulfillment, for other people's fulfillment. And definitely spoken, I hear the project management mindset coming into that as well. So the way you describe that is really interesting. And the fact that you truly are working in the space of transformation. So I'd like to ask some further questions around that because our listeners are people that are trying to break the cycle of stress and Mm. endless hustle. And Mm. I mean, we all go into it, let's be honest, in our business and the growth of our business. We all go in these moments of craziness. But if you're living in that space for a long time, and I used to be in that space in, you know, years back where your appearance literally takes a backseat. You tend to, I don't know, you stop, is it lack of self-care or you're just so in the moment putting out fires that you don't even think about you as a vehicle or a brand, a representation of your business. So for those listening that are in that moment where they're thinking, you know, I put my style out the back door a long time ago, what would be some tips or some ideas or mindset processes perhaps that they could go through to bring themselves back Mm. into the value of themselves? Yeah. So I always like to compare this to something that I'm not good at, that is perfectly relatable to what I am good at. So I'm not a great cook. I don't enjoy cooking. However, I do enjoy living a healthy life and having a healthy lifestyle. So for other people, cooking is something that they do naturally as therapy for enjoyment. It's part of their thought routine. And that is a great definition of self-care, isn't it? Yeah. It's nourishing to do the act of cooking and the process of cooking, not to mention the dish that you get at the end of cooking. And for those people that can do that, they have simple tried and true processes that they go through, which yield a basic outcome at the end. And it's the same with style. So for me, when it comes to approaching cooking, number one, I have to simplify the process. Otherwise, if it's overwhelming and if I'm attempting to cook a complicated dish or attempting to cook at all sometimes, it's too hard Mm. and I bow out. So when it comes to style, the very first place that you can start is, and this may seem like quite a profound question or concept, but the first place to start is that you are worthy of looking good. Lots of people feel something that they can diminish or undermine or minimize because they haven't really stepped into that place of looking good is about you knowing that you're worthy of looking good. And looking good is a very subjective space. That could be for a stay-at-home mum wearing a fresh pair of leggings every day instead of a pair that they've been wearing for three days or it could be stepping into a nice pair of fitted linen pants that help them to feel and look more put together when they're just at home or for a business person it could be wearing a very well tailored suit whatever your definition is often the first stumbling block is around that question of worthiness who am I to be looking this good who am I to be looking how I want to look and that's unless we stop and even consider that for a few seconds, it's harder to go further. 
So that in the first instance is whatever your definition of how you imagine your best self looking. And if we think about that feeling that we have when we're going to a special occasion, a wedding, a ball, a dinner, and we get dressed up and that feeling of looking good, that can be an everyday occurrence for you. Not necessarily formal dressing, but that feeling of looking how you want to look can be an everyday occurrence. So it really starts here. And then the practicality of that, there's many ways, but in terms of basics, start with the knowledge that you are worthy of looking good and feeling good. It really is about feeling good and that you deserve to wear clothes that fit you perfectly and that are comfortable. Lots of us are not wearing clothes that fit us perfectly or that are comfortable because that initial question isn't addressed of, am I really worthy of wearing clothes that fit me and make me feel great? That's often the starting point with clients. Now, they can be very profound sort of quantum leaps that you feel like you're taking in a very practical right in the right now step, tidying up your wardrobe and going to your wardrobe and removing things that you haven't worn for a long time is a great cleansing, leveling process of bringing you right into the moment right now of where you are in your life because our clothes represent stories, many, many past versions of ourselves. So bringing yourself right into the present is a very centering, again, brings you, it's you're worthy of bringing right where you are, of coming right where you are in your life right now by letting go of those clothes that no longer serve you, creating a bit of a gap and some vacuums in your wardrobe and going, wow, I've been holding on to a lot of clutter. Usually we only wear 20% of our wardrobe, 80% of it is redundant. But that simple act of cleansing your wardrobe can bring you into the present and can open you up to new possibilities of what would I like to wear? What is my current job or lifestyle or choices requiring of me? Am I wanting to date? You know, have I gotten a bit lazy? Is my partner sort of maybe, could I reinvigorate my relationship by changing what I'm wearing? So two things, that question of you are worthy of looking good and feeling good in your clothes. And that's the psychological aspect. And then the practical aspect is going to your wardrobe and getting rid of things that you haven't worn or aren't planning on wearing. Really smart. You said a couple of things in there that I liked. One of them was how your clothes make you feel. Mm-hmm. And if you're in this sort of endless cycle of overwhelm as you're growing your business, mm-hmm. then you also want to look at things to break that pattern. And so focusing on things that you have control over, such as your wardrobe, your clothes, what you put on each day can really assist you with how you're feeling. And then that energy that you're feeling will be put out to your clients, to the world as a whole. Uh, I know many people that get caught up in a lot of, you know, challenging moments in business. And then it's almost like that energy is put out to the world and then they stop attracting clients to them, you know? Absolutely. Cyclical. Mm, Yes. And it, Life is energy. Everything that we're connected to is energy. Our connection to ourselves is energy. And that's documented. That's not just a metaphysical woo-woo. That's a I listened to a Mel Robbins podcast the other week, which was Yeah. A gentleman had done his PhD in synchronicities, which is essentially energy and attracting into our life what we put out. And that moment in your wardrobe at the beginning of every day is a moment of going, Where am I at? How can I put out some good energy by being connected to some good energy by wearing clothes that make me feel good? 
And that's not necessarily expensive or elaborate. Those two things, it's comfortable and it makes me feel great. It's all it has to be. So let's talk about comfort a little bit, because I know there's a lot of mm. people thinking, how do you look good when you're wearing comfortable clothes? Because the mindset, yeah. at least for me, and I know many others would be, don't I put on some, yeah, some old leggings or tracky decks or, you know, it's like mm. you sort of think, especially in the female space, fashion is painful or, you, you know, you have these mm. old little loops running in your brain. Yes. So talk to me a little bit yes. about comfort. What do you wear to be comfortable and look good? How do you start with that? Sure. Yes, the number one place would be fabric. Ah. So again, there's always two sides to these questions. It's the practical and then there's the psychological. So not long ago, I said to a client, we're not buying anything in the shopping experience today that doesn't fit you perfectly and doesn't make you feel great. And she went, is that possible? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so firstly, again, that worthiness is connected to I am worthy of wearing clothes that are comfortable, that don't have pressure points, that breathe, that make me feel good and that I don't have any little niggles in my mind about I need to pull this up or I need to, I don't feel. Those things can really impact the flow of our day and fabric is a big part of that. So I always educate my clients around natural fibres, so linens, cottons, silks, doesn't have to be expensive. They can be blends. A lot of us are wearing polyester and not realizing that our body isn't able to breathe in a polyester, which is a plastic-based fabric. Yeah. So going to a place where you've got fabrics that breathe well. Now, I'm actually not wearing a good example. This is a polyester dress, but I have a lower body temperature than average. So I can wear it and wear it comfortably. And it's a very comfortable piece. It's super fabulous and fun print, but it's one piece. And it's super comfortable, but I'm aware of the fact that it's polyester. So I never wear this where I'm going to be warm, like in a club or something like that, or a, a mixer where there's, it's a hot room. So fabric is often a place that people have no concept of. So reading the tags on any item that you're purchasing and understanding what the makeup is, how much of it is cotton, how much of it is polyester that can be super helpful for you knowing that you're going to just feel like it's soft against your skin that your body temperature will be regulated and it has a nice flow and feel to it big overlooked part that can really revolutionize the clothes that you're purchasing and also connecting to how we are actually feeling in our clothes so a tip that is universal and that I apply every single time I have a client is when you're trying on a new piece you have to let your body and your nervous system get used to it. So often I'll leave them in the wardrobe for five minutes. They can have a strong reaction, good or bad, to an item of clothing they put on. So I say, cool, I'm just going to leave you here for five minutes and I'll come back. And quite often, that's all that it takes for them to see the item of clothing in a different light to what they did when they originally put it on and to actually give themselves time to connect to how it feels. Often we're so rushed. We put it on, go, yeah, 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 it feels good. But if you take a couple of extra minutes, you can go, actually, this jacket is a bit tight across my shoulders, or no, that's digging in, or that's not sitting right, or the pants need to be a little bit longer, whatever it might be. Just those couple of extra minutes, because you think about it, when you buy a piece of clothing, you can have it for 10 years. 
So those few extra minutes in the change room can really help you connect with how you're feeling in it. And then you're much more likely to wear it. So given that most of us have about 10% of our wardrobe that has been purchased and unworn, it's a lot of money sitting there. A little bit of extra time in the change room can help you make a better choice because you're connected to how you're feeling in that moment and in that garment. Really smart point and got me thinking about fast fashion Mm -hmm. in a whole new way because it is (laughs) kind of... I have always thought of fast fashion as just like, you know, burn and churn through clothes and trends. But that actually is quite, makes me think of the mindset piece of it. The fact that, yes, so many of us just go, I'll just grab this. Oh, it looks okay, whatever. And you don't really get present with the moment and think, Mm. is it right for me? I have a, a friend of mine who is really good at that gift. And she always teaches her girlfriend, she always says, look, if you're thinking about buying something, just sit on it for five minutes, give it five minutes, Mm. every single thing you're thinking about buying. And you'll know after that amount of time, if it's something that you're meant to have. Yes. So I like that you say that as well. I do want to talk to you about your market and the different people that you work with, because I know that you work with men a lot, don't you, Mm. in what you do. So Mm. I want to cover that and why you've chosen down that path and specifically, how do you help the guys in their fashion journey? Yeah. Working with men has been an absolute surprise and delight. And I always zoom out when I talk about styling men and reflect on how society, particularly in the Western world, particularly in Australia, how we men and women are socialized differently. And interestingly, although we live in a patriarchy, and that's not a criticism, that's an observation, where men have access to pretty much everywhere and are typically at the top of the food chain, Women often say we're working in male-dominated spaces. That's just how it is. Interestingly, men are cut out of the fashion conversation. It's not typically a situation that you find yourself in that men are talking about the clothes that they're wearing, even though they're wearing clothes. It's very common for men to have the significant other, whether it be female or otherwise, buying their clothes for them. Or it can even be their mother that's still purchasing clothes for them. Their sister had that before. and. It's not that men aren't capable, it's how men are socialized and therefore that is connected to how they're educated around clothes and their personal style. So 50% of the population is men and they're typically not served when it comes to fashion and styling. So it is proving to be very interesting to remove obstacles for men to access a stylist and to learn about their personal style. And in so doing, they're not just learning about their style, but they're learning about themselves. And emotional space when we're talking about clothes is how this thing makes me feel. And when I open up space for them to be able to talk about clothes and their feelings, they have just as much to say as what any woman does, Mm -hmm. as they should, because they are wearing clothes. But because we're socialized that you must be gay if you're taking an interest in talking about clothes or talking about clothes or talking about how you feel makes you weak and demonstrates vulnerability and every guy in the western world will say to you that the worst thing they can ever be called is weak because men are socialized to be macho and big and strong so being able to reinterpret that space for men and give them safety to talk about their clothes it is i can see the transformation happening before my eyes that they come to a higher place of acceptance they start to see that how they're wanting to be in their lives is totally okay. And to talk about that in a space where they're not criticized or judged helps build their confidence. And this is any kind of man. This is from someone who 
is working in a blue collar environment to a white collar environment. They're all still people. So it's a real gift for me to be able to work in that space. It's a completely different space to working with women. I love working with women as well. It's still transformation, but especially men. Yeah. One of my gripes about different relationships that I've had in the past is that men are just so unsafe to talk about how they're feeling. And if we're not able to talk about how we're feeling, connect with ourselves, it's very difficult to connect meaningfully with others. So it's wonderful to provide that space for guys. And they always end up being so empowered that the ideas that they've had about their own style are usually on track. Um, But they just haven't had that space to refine and talk it through. And they like to stick to rules. Like someone said to me that I shouldn't wear blue. So I'd never wear blue and giving them the space to be able to talk that through and understanding why or why not that may not be serving them. And they might go, oh, actually, because I really like wearing blue and it's disappointing that I can't wear blue. Cool. Let's just talk about that and experiment with that a little bit more. And it gives them agency over an area of their life that they thought they had to externalize. Mum always helps me, my girlfriend always helps me sister, friend, whatever. But now that's something that I can do for myself and I can feel great about doing that. And it doesn't make me weak and it doesn't make me, whatever their negative self-perception was, it's actually the opposite. They can be a really much more fully formed version of themselves by knowing that they can go into a shop, understand their body shape, understand what colors work for them and purchase accordingly. It's amazing. So good. Oh, Mm. so I'm going to change gears a little bit here. So guys, I have had Adele or I invited Adele on our show for a couple of reasons. The first one was that I believe that style is so intricately linked to your success in life and especially your brand and how you put yourself forward in your business. So I I wanted her to come on from that perspective, but also she's incredibly savvy and one of my better students because we've worked together. (laughs) So, (laughs) but honestly, it's been very incredible watching Adele with her online presence. So I wanted to talk and change gears a little bit to that because part of growing a business and working smarter is to understand the technology that we have available to us and the platforms and then embrace them and utilize them. So let's talk about, well, specifically, you know, we built Adele's website, but there's so much more you're doing beyond that. So I'd love to hear some of the things in the online marketing space whether it's from me or other people that you've heard, what are you doing specifically to grow your business online? Mm, That's a great question and very relevant to me because I've effectively had three weeks out of the space of unexpectedly ill as illness usually is. And I wasn't quite prepared. I didn't have a lot of content scheduled. And instead of looking that, I've actually felt really bad about that. And I do want to touch on that, that often we can feel that we're just never doing enough. We have access to everything in terms of you can create anything that you want at any time and put it across multiple platforms. And that availability can often breed a sense of we're just not doing enough. And that's something that I still battle with. And I will say it does feel like a battle, but I'm turning that around and going, cool, this is just a great opportunity for me to reset. Look at what I've done. Look at what has worked. Look at how I can make sure that I'm accessing my ideal client. So to answer your question, Heather, there's been a lot of experimenting and a lot of throwing things out there and seeing where they land, seeing how I feel about it. When you invite a personal stylist into your world, there has to be an inherent level of trust. 
And people usually observe me on Instagram for about six months before they reach out. So they're getting a sense of who I am. They're getting a sense that they won't be judged as soon as they invite me into their life. They're getting a sense of where's this person's authenticity at. And a lot of it is subconscious. They're not necessarily coming at me with those questions or coming at their Instagram with those questions consciously. So what's amazing about social media is that people can see you developing as you develop in your confidence and overcoming the fear of being visible is an ongoing journey and stepping through those curtains of fear. What will people say? What will I think about myself? What happens if I make a mistake, if it's not perfect, if it doesn't land, if it doesn't get any likes? It's so strange that with this immediacy that we have of being visible in an online sense, as leverageable as that is, we can absolutely sabotage ourselves with feeling that we're not good enough. So that, what's it called? The imposter syndrome can be very pervasive. So I've tackled that. Well done. Very aggressively because it's not just so that I'm visible to my potential clients. It's so that it's another way. Again, it comes back to that question of worthiness. I'm worthy of being seen. I'm not perfect, but I have value to offer. And me coming to terms with that through putting out a video or running events, so I run workshops as well. All of that is constantly bringing me back to that place of I'm worthy because I'm adding value, not because I'm perfect. And that's an ever evolving space. And some days you feel more confident than others, but I feel like my confidence level maybe 12 months ago was here. And I took a little step up with experimenting and trying new things in an online space and went, cool, I did that and I didn't die. (laughs) So cool. That's my new level of confidence. So let's test the waters a little bit more and try something else that's new. And I have coaches and mentors myself. Heather, you're one of them. I've got a business coach from the institute that I studied at and I also have a money mindset coach. They all say the same thing, consistency, showing up, doing something rather than nothing. And I think it all brings you back to that point of I'm worthy because I'm adding value, not because I'm perfect. So I hope that answers your question. If I've missed something there, just bring me back to that. No, no, that is perfect. I just wanted to see how you would answer that question. And guys, Mm. you have got to see Adele's TikTok videos. Some (laughs) of them are just going off. Like, I love your vulnerability and how you are talking about consistency because that's a huge theme, of course. Yes, I always talk about, but also just knowing you're worthy to show up and just doing it, just making it happen. And I'm watching your following grow and your engagement grow online. and because of what you do, you need to be out there and you need to be showing your personality and your style to people because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And we choose our teachers based on the connection we have with them. So thank you for sharing that because there's so many business owners that needed to hear that message right now, especially in this time of AI and copycats and Mm. (laughs) just going to get crazier. So we need more people like yourself that are going to step up and just be vulnerable, be real, and get out there and share their message with the world. So perfect answer. (laughs) Cool. Thank you. (laughs) Where do people learn more about you? So if they wanted to work with you, what different tools, methods, resources, events, where do they learn all the things? Yeah, sure. So my beautiful website, and I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to the person that created it, but I'm so proud of my website. So 
www.aestheticastyling.com and Aesthetica is A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-A. That's the really the flagship and the statement that I wanted to make about Aesthetica Styling. So that has everything in it in terms of the detail in the packages that you can purchase, who I am, my values, and I understand that not many people read it, but there are certain money personalities and personalities that will read the detail and so it's there if they need it. But that was my moment where I went, this is showing myself that I mean business. And going back to what we were talking about before, every post that I do, (laughs) far from perfect, but it's as much as me about me going, I'm doing this because I believe in what I do and the right people will catch that as well. And it also connects to my, the very first question I asked me, why did I start Aesthetica? It's so that I can feel fulfilled as a human through adding value. And that happens by every post that I do. You know, it's a risk that you take by putting yourself out there. But it must connect, for me, it must connect back to a sense of personal meaning. And that can seem like a heavy concept, but it's also light and fun. And so my website demonstrates that. There's lots of pictures of me smiling. There's lots of pictures of me working with clients. And I wanted that to be the statement piece because even if people are scrolling through, they see, they get it, they pick up a vibe, they pick up an energy of what I'm about. So people can go to Aesthetica Styling and get a sense of what it is that I do and how they can be served. Instagram, Aesthetica underscore styling. I've got lots of different series of videos running at the moment. And part of my personality is I'm highly creative and I completely overwhelm myself (laughs) every day. And often that overwhelm can end up doing nothing. So and being a project manager, it's different when you have a project that is given to you and you have a deadline that is set for you. But when you're the one setting the deadline, often I oversubscribe myself, overwhelm myself, overschedule myself. So every single day, I've actually got this little technique. I've got a sort of like a monthly and three-month schedule that helps keep me focused. But I have to simplify my life because highly creative, I like to put out lots of content, but I identify one thing that I need to achieve every day that will help me go. At the end of the day, I made the most of today and I've always got about 16 things on my to-do list, but I go one thing, I have a hero goal that helps me to know that if I've done that, then I've I've won the day because getting back to where people can find me and what I do, because I'm constantly wanting to run workshops and set up webinars and do Instagram live. So I do an Instagram live each week, Tuesday, 12.30 Australian Western Standard Time for 15 minutes, which just gives people an opportunity to ask me questions and see me talking in a live space about how a stylist can serve them. So many ideas. I've got a course that I'm developing for men in styling and I can just so often overwhelm myself that I go, I don't know where to start. I'm just going to go make a cup of tea and watch a movie and do nothing. If no one else does that, then I definitely do that. But (laughs) so one thing, especially coming out of being sick, I've had an upper respiratory tract infection and nothing slows you down and makes you take stock of what you're doing than sickness. So coming out of it, I've just had to go one thing every day, one thing that gives me a good feeling, a feeling of satisfaction. So that's where I'm at right this very day, Heather. (laughs) Excellent. And you've just given people a tremendous amount of valuable tips in that last piece. So thank you (laughs) so much for that. (laughs) And thank you for being here and just sharing your story, where you've come from. You've given us incredible tips throughout, not only from mindset and how you handle 
overwhelm in your own life, but how you work with your clients and ideas around style and just feeling better. I love the piece on comfort. You can be comfortable and look good. Mm. (laughs) What a concept. Mm, Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And for women, it's often at odds, isn't it? Men, the number one thing they say to me is I have to be comfortable. I'm like, what else would you be if you're wearing clothes? But for women, we accept that wearing high-heeled shoes helps us to look good, but they're painful as all hell. So we often abandon that concept. So it's such a wonderful thing to reframe people's approach by going, yeah, comfort is essential. It's essential. (laughs) Guys, I highly recommend that if you are looking for some incredible tips around style to follow Adele, she's given you the places you can find her. We also have all those links in our show notes as well over at hustlerebellion.com. So come on over there and you can see, if you're listening to this, you can see the video over there. So you can actually see the dress that Adele is wearing that she talked about before, <laughs> oh, which sorry, I forgot that is amazing, by the way. So. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all these incredible tips. And uh, we'll be seeing you online on your various social accounts and on your website. Thanks so much, Adele. Thank you so much, Heather. Hey, Hustle Rebels. If you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out hustlerebellion.com. It's where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support.